When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Denver Sports Podcast presented by the fun slinger Breck Lager. It's Colorado AF. It's snowboards oh. in a beer, and it's crushable and delicious. Yes, just like Colorado. Like Colorado <laughs> to a T. That's Ryan Koenigsberg, also joined by Mitchell Carroll, Yaya, uh, super producer Yaya, Yahir Vasquez, here in uh, wearing his El Tri jersey uh two days into this world cup and we've got the fever ryan how are you doing oh man um i have a confession to make off the top Uh-oh. Uh-oh. i know what it is only yaya knows i know this. what it is already uh, at, at this point <laughs> i can't i know this makes me a bad u.s men's national team fan i can't help but pull for mexico yeah like, i don't i want found to... myself rooting for mexico today me as well too. i love the people of mexico i love the country yeah. of mexico I love the food for mexico like how can i sit here and be like and like they show the stands and there's all these fans having such a great time i can't be like yeah i hope those people have a terrible day it's just i can't i'm not capable and yeah yeah i, I love yeah yeah that's what it comes down to for me i love yeah yeah also just soccer culture in mexico is like very different it's like the, oh, yeah. the full-on south american Latin community way of watching soccer, kind of how you saw 2014 in Brazil. Like, that's what you get a lot in Mexico as well. And, I mean, what they say? There's 80,000 Me- uh, Mexican fans in Qatar, they, they assume. Whoa, they that's tra- insane. That's man. awesome. Mexico travels really, really well, surprisingly. You called that. You called that in the preview pods, man. Um, you but could I, hear them, too. It was amazing. But I have to say, what what's wrong with our continent in that we just can't. There's no no people come from this continent that can put the ball in the back of the net. Um, <laughs> it's been a minute, we, huh? They do have goaltenders though. Yes. They can stop penalties. So. True. Okay, wait. And Canada just... has Jonathan David, so maybe slowly but surely breaking the. It's like we get like one every break. generation. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's true. Um, <laughs> Jack Campbell. You had Hugo Sanchez. <laughs> you had London Donovan. <laughs> Chicharito. Let's go. Um, I have to say, what's more electric? Saving a penalty or scoring a goal? Uh, I mean, there's so many versions of scoring a goal, but saving a penalty gets you so hyped if it's your like it's because like, the thing it's unreal. Why I was gonna yeah. choose saving a penalty yeah. is you you're so low yeah. when you give the penalty. Correct. Yes. And then yes. you go to the highest yes. of highs. So the, the jump is greater rather than just like, oh, you're building and then you score a goal. Like you go from the lowest of lows to the highest of highs momentarily. Biggest swing. Maybe in sports, honestly. Yeah. It yeah. might have been the biggest pop. If Turner would have blocked that penalty yesterday, that would have been a huge pop at the bar. It would, might have been bigger than the goal. Because right. so. blocking right. a penalty is like you have no chance. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, we have all the chance in the world again. Yes. Let's go. Yes. It's yeah. Cool. So I want to kind of get into talking some World Cup because we've caught the fever. I think uh, it's been eight years. So we're kind of it's kind of been a rush of emotions being reminded how cool this competition is. How many memories, um, how many like inspiring stories can come out of this? But we're already making some epic memories. Uh, Yaya mentioning what the celebration could have been 
for the Matt Turner goal. The three of us were on a watch along. You were down with the people. What was the reaction during that goal? Uh, absolutely unreal. Like, obviously, you can feel, you know, how many people are. Ah, and there's France tying it up. You can feel how many people are, you know, in the in the bar and engaged and all those things. And and that's a really cool thing. But you don't realize, like, it's my favorite thing about soccer yep. is that the goals are worth so much that the eruptions are that insane. You know, even hockey, which I feel like is the best of our major sports when it comes to goal celebrations, it's, you know, it's a lot more common to score in hockey than it yep. is in soccer. So, uh, you know, I tweeted it out. Like, I felt like we really recaptured some of the magic that made this place a great soccer bar once upon a time. Yep. And you realize what it's, how cool it is to be in a bar full of people all dialed into the game because you don't take your eyes off a soccer match. And everyone explodes at the same time. I said second loudest the bar's ever been other than when the Avs were literally winning the Stanley Cup the last 10 seconds. Crazy. Yeah, and not just that. It was a goal eight years in the making. This is something we've been waiting Fair. since 2014 to celebrate. And yeah, like I mean, Ryan said, the only thing I can think of that even came close was the Stanley Cup. But the pressure, the tense, like the tenseness in the bar felt even more so than some of those games. You could feel it. You could feel like that you just you only get three chances guaranteed, right? And it's like you're just on pins and needles without a multiple goal lead. It's it's so so stressful. The stakes are so high, man. It's the tournament can flip on one tackle, one play, one pass, one shot, one save, one errant mistake. Like it's literally it's crazy. playoffs for a whole mm -hmm. month. Yeah. Just that, that feeling you get during playoff hockey, that feeling that you get in Game Seven of the NBA. That's the feeling you have. March Madness. In March Madness, it's like. You got to go all in or you're going to be all out immediately. But the other thing is it's four times as valuable as any of the things we're used to. You know what I mean? Yep, like, correct. Uh, it's not exactly one for one like that, but it's like when the Avs lost to the Golden Knights, it's like, all right, well, we'll get them next year. Right. Right. You know, like I look at this tournament and I'm like, geez, man, the next time that the that the U.S. is in the World Cup, hopefully it's, you know, in 2026. Mm -hmm. But like, what's my life going to like your whole life? Total. Completely changes. The last time they're in the World Cup, I'm in college. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. we were saying there were single people watching the last World Cup that now are married and have kids in school. So the last time the US was in the world. I'm yes. yeah, like, 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 that's me. <laughs> yeah, that's literally me as well. Like four years ago, I remember watching the 2018 World Cup. Yeah. Because Mexico was in it, so I was all the way in. And I had barely started dating my wife. And now here we are four years later. I'm married. And yep. like already living with her, and like that's a complete different place that I I saw myself, yep. and I'm actually covering the World Cup for the first so, time. So that, like those are no. the stakes; those are the real they stakes. Don't. Is like this is this is the chance, yeah. You know, and what's cool though about it is I think like coming from the underdog standpoint that we come from as the United States, like it's not like the Avs where it's like, well, they have to win this the World Cup for right. it to be right. a worthy venture. It's like, you kind of just want to make those lifelong memories. Exactly. It's all about those moments. It's all about those memories. And because the stakes are so high, because everything can flip on one thing, I think it's what makes the World Cup like so transcendent and memorable. It's like things... It's like sports lore and oral history, like your favorite World Cup memories or like 
you know, pain. when you when you stared stared at the brink and then come back from it, it's uh, it's like facing your fears and then being rejuvenated and coming out from it. And it's not inspiring. just that, it's like it's a roller coaster of emotions, and the whole world is seeing you have these emotions live as the game is going on. Uh, yeah, that's it's like you're in the the spotlight of the world for that one game your yeah. country's playing. So if like to me, everybody was reaching out like, "How's Mexico doing? How how right, are you feeling, right, man?" For the right, same right, reason, because right. like the spotlight is on my team. Yep. When it comes to America, it's the spotlight on the American fans and how they're reacting. Was it the Swiss fan in the Euros last year who like the <laughs> became a meme because his reaction to getting scored on, and then them going up like two goals against France, right? Like he looks all nerdy and despaired and then he's like shirt off losing his yeah. mind like that's these tournaments for you it's just amazing um, i can't imagine i can't imagine being in that stadium and watching something that you've waited that long and you've invested that much money to get there and right, you've traveled across right. the world and you're with everyone as passionate as you and to be able to feel that emotion on such a stage like, I've been to playoff games at Coors Field or Mile High, and it, there, there's no way it comes even close to that. Well, yeah. I mean, when I went to the Leeds game, um, a, a couple of my friends had gone to the Fulham game that the weekend prior, and they left at a 0-0 tie. And I was just like, man. So when I went to the Leeds game, I'm like, I just want to see a goal. Right. You know, right. like, I just want to be able to experience that. And, you know, thankfully I got a, a much better one. Yeah, 4-3. Um, Ryan was at an absolute yeah, all-timer. Seven-goal thriller. The other thing is the four-year four window you were talking about. I mean, I, I've seen athletes who, like, were at the very peak yep. of their sport and it just wasn't a World Cup year, and it just never fell that they were their best on on one of those four year windows, and just never got to really show out. You know? Right? Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's a crazy thing. Uh, a four year, a once every four year event. I maybe maybe this is like too non traditional of me. I wish it was every two. That True. that's why you see that's yeah, why uh, all these uh, federations have those like Euros, Gold I Cups, Copa love, America. I love the Euros too, though. But the Euros are cool. The Gold Cup is nothing. No, right? It's it, not. But it's they getting need to there get in the Copa Libertadores or something. They need to get right? into the like, Copa America. Yeah. Copa America. Sorry, that, yeah, 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 yeah. The Gold Cup does need to get into Copa Libertadores, but that's something completely different. <laughs> yes. But like, yeah, Copa they, America. They the gotta Copa, get in there. It should be like I think it should be a whole like the Americas Cup. It should African, be South America, right. Central America, North America. That sounds kind, dope. Kind of just have a... Yeah, I'm all for it. It's kind of like the Euros. You just go all European. Right. All Europe. Okay, let's go all the Americas. All Americas. Best yep. teams against best teams. African Cup of Nations is a great tournament, too. Totally underrated. Right. And now that you actually have coverage of it and you can watch it here and yeah. see, um, it's really fun tournament. Well, we've also, seen the Asian Cup teams like Australia or Qatar get inserted because they want tougher competition. Also, whoever wins that tournament of all the americas then gets to call themselves america for the for the next <laughs> four years what is america going to be called ever again we'll never win that <laughs> we, just took, we just took that for ourselves we're like yeah we're now it's just true. america and all it's the true. other americas are like i love this earn it, earn it on it. the field yeah. right earn it on the field That's america will, the united states will never be called america That's again great. i guarantee that it's oh, just geez. like man united thinking they're just united but yeah i just wanted like as we reintroduce ourselves to the world of global soccer talk through some of our fondest most defining uh world cup memories here 
And I think you above start. all else, well, I'll start. I'll start. We're watching Australia right now. To me, the most defining World Cup memory, and the other ones I have are like major ones that we'll all remember, is in 2006 when Italy goes all the way. For those who don't know, that's, that's the team I root for primarily. And in 06, you get into the elimination round, round of 16, and they're playing Australia. And it's a 0-0 tie, and about the 60th minute, we get a red card, and we're down a man for the next 40 minutes. And for those 40 minutes of suffering, all I could think of, or 30 minutes, right, 60th to the 90th, all I can think of is every time Italy got so close only to fail in my lifetime, whether it was the penalties in 94, other penalties in 98 to the eventual champs, getting robbed uh, by the refs in 2002. And I'm just, I'm just, I'm having the most miserable time. And down a man in stoppage time, 92nd minute, great pass down the flank. Our left back dribbles two guys, gets in the penalty area, gets fouled, and we get a penalty. And in those 60 seconds of Totti stepping up to take that penalty, it was this weird moment of facing all those fears and coming out of it as the winner and feeling like, holy shit, that was the time we would always be eliminated in the past. We've actually made it past this, and they went all the way. Yeah. And it's to me, that's more meaningful than the epic semifinal we played against Germany, the, all that went down in the final with Zidane and that stuff, because Great I faced moment. my fears, I suffered through it, and in the most improbable, unlikely way, they came out of it. And you need, you, you need to face that kind of hardship yeah. to win a World Cup and come through it. And uh, that one's special. That one's extra special for me. 06, uh, actually a 1-1, riveting 1-1 U.S.-Italy draw in the group stage before Italy made that run. Literal bloodbath. It was <laughs> one of my favorite U.S. games I've ever watched. That was a crazy one, yeah. Um, but I want to hear from you guys. I'll go. Um, so for me, it was the, what would it be, 2010 World yep, Cup. I know That's exactly right. what you're going to say right and, now, and I think we all agree it's up there. Well, and, and I'll lead up to this because, you know, there's certain ways that you become fans of things, right? And for me, almost my entire life has been I didn't become a fan of anything. I was born into a fan of all my teams. But, you know, the most recent one is, is Leeds, which I like. A thing happened which made, made right, me a fan of it. Right. And this is the only other one, which is, you know, it started in actually the, what is it? The, what's the, the practice cup that they do at the host nation? Confer, uh, the Confederations oh. Cup. Confer, Confederations yeah, Cup. Yeah, that, that was, was my introduction to it because yeah. my best friend at the time was a soccer player. And he kind of was like, hey, we should watch this. It's cool. The U.S. is in it. And he was like, and they have a player who's from the Rapids, Connor Casey. So I was like, all right, I have a reason to care about this. That was kind of my introduction into it. And I was like, wow, I can't wait for the World Cup. That, of course, you know, leads into me being a, a little bit more of a fan. The, the Rapids actually win uh, MLS Cup. the MLS Cup in, in between that time. And then, you know, you go to the World Cup and you have that Landon Donovan goal against Algeria. At the death, Amazing. needed it to advance to the knockout stage, and I was at the the uh, Lazy Dog in Boulder, and it was it was kind of like yesterday what I was talking about, where you realize like oh like these types of moments are so rare, yeah. and I always tell everyone like I live for moments in sports where you feel like hugging a stranger, mm -hmm. you know, you just look around and you're just like I just want to I want to embrace someone right now, and that's what it was for me, and that was when I kind of really was like oh I get 
yeah. what soccer is like. That's when I became a true, you know, U.S. men's national team fan. It's like a little bit of a uh, quote-unquote bandwagon moment, right? Because you're not that into it, and then something happens and you mm-hmm. get latched onto it. Those moments are what makes me realize when we hear from these Broncos fans what made them a Broncos fan. I'm like, oh, yeah, I've had that moment, too, whether it's an experience at a stadium or you just watch the game where something really crazy happened and you're like, I'm I'm now hooked. Yeah. That Confederations Cup, one, it's the Josie Altidore coming out party. Yep. But also U.S. beating Spain was unreal that they was were, like a moment yes. we were like oh we can be a soccer country like we that's can why they kind of peaked as a fifa ranked team yeah. absolutely yeah until now really Spain was like what 40 in a row and beaten 38 right, in a row right, something right. like that they were like on a crazy streak full of like barcelona top tier yeah, yeah, yeah. real madrid players where you're like how's anybody gonna beat this yeah. team well and but they went they, on to win that world cup yeah and it was like the <laughs> newly minted right. tiki taka uh yeah, thing yeah, that yeah. it was like it was all Guardiola, the yeah. yeah like it was it was one of the craziest cups ever. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and I don't think, you know, I, I, I agree with RK, and that has to be the moment, right? That's like the the defining U.S. moment is that that win. Yeah, which is crazy. Like, more so than Dos Acero in 02. Oh, easily. I like, because there'll always be that rivalry with Mexico, but when you beat a world power, especially in a sport that you don't focus all your energy on, it's incredible. It's the feeling that I got in 2018. Right, you're talking Spain. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. The Spain one. Like, that moment where they beat Spain, it's just like, it's one of the greatest soccer moments, not just for the U.S., but probably in Confederations history. Like, like, that's such an iconic moment that it's actually cemented somewhere in FIFA headquarters. Well, and and when speaking to the Algeria goal... And that win. Yeah, that's the one it, I meant too. That yeah, is, without yeah. a doubt. Oh, I think I that about one's spe- I mean, that one. Well, no, that thing like, was yeah. great too. Yeah, but Algeria, man, that like, you, you know arrived, exactly where moment, you were, yeah. who you were with, yeah. what you were drinking, what like that. You, that is one of those detailed moments that will be forever imprinted mm-hmm. in your brain. Well, and, and another thing that you really only get in soccer is when it gets. It's it's similar to what we were saying about the penalty save, but when it gets that late, it's so hard to score that your your hope evaporates with every minute, right? right. Yeah. And it's not like another sport where you're just like, oh, you know, if it's a baseball game, you're like, oh, we just need to hit a home run here. Like It's like, man, it is so hard to score, and you're so desperate to score, and it feels like the desperation is only making you worse. Yes. Uh, and all of a sudden, you get that counterattack. Uh, and also, a little added part is the save before it yeah. also wow. leads to a perfect reaction, right? Because it's, oh, 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 you yeah. know, like. Wow. And that play, that goal starts with a Tim Howard throw that might be one of the greatest goalie throws mm-hmm. ever, ever in any, so- you know, major soccer moment. And to me, I've, I've had this long theory where it's like, that's an advantage that U.S. keepers have is playing right. baseball and football and, and sports growing up where you use that motion more so than goalies in, like, say, Italy or somewhere where they don't have the you know, the full wind up and throw. Um, We're doing an audio only pod. Yeah, wow, way to go. Adam Myers on the pod. Um, <laughs> you said, are you live? We're not live. <laughs> not live. But yeah, so, so watching Tim Howard, who obviously, you know, is a legend, start that playoff with like just a 40-yard bomb up that right side. You see it coming because the play is just so perfect from the start, but then the goal doesn't happen into the rebound. Mm-hmm. The slide into the corner flag with the dog pile and the cameras right up close and just yeah. seeing the pure, pure joy of that team. It's an you all-timer, just felt man. it. 
And I've sent you guys the video of all the bar reactions. Yeah. Yep. And like that is legitimately a top five favorite video for me. Like legitimately, if I'm having a yeah. bad day, I will watch that. It'll make me feel better. I just love those types of moments. And that's another reason why yesterday at the bar was so special. Be just because it's like, oh, it's pretty cool that this is happening at our place. Oh, yeah. amazing. And I hope we get it was incredible. one of those moments. To me, Friday has uh, the promise to be... Probably one of the greatest... Truly historic, yeah. T- like, games of all time in DNVR history. God, I hope. It's up there. It's um, up there. Yaya, do you have a I moment to throw I also hope we get a couple of England fans in here. Oh, we will. We definitely will. There was yeah, one here before. There, I hope he shows back up. Yeah. yeah. The, the, it, we, we, it's kind of cool to get the two-way banter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I feel like, I don't know, I, having just experienced a lot of, of English people, I feel like they can... They can give it and and, and take it. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely, dude. England, <laughs> all the way. No doubt. Um, for me, see, like, the World Cup for me has just been full of heartbreak after heartbreak. Like That's uh, the when, World Cup, though. Like, well, I mean, for Mexico fans, they've never even had a moment of, like, oh, we might be there. Like, So, like, my biggest memories are always, like, 2006 against Argentina and then a stage of knockout where uh, that amazing goal just puts them put, uh, in um, an added time. Puts Argentina over and it dis- uh, disqualifies Mexico. You look back at 2002, those Acero against the U.S. 2010, you Let's have go. you have Argentina <laughs> again coming back and just saying bye Mexico. 2014, you have the Nuera Penal against Netherlands. So like my World Cup it has been every World Cup. <laughs> I come in with knowing that it's gonna be painful, but I'm still here because there's always that hope that it's not gonna be painful. And it came my most like ecstatic moment was. 2018, watching Chucky Lozano run down the flank, having Chicharito running down the middle against Germany and knocking that goal down. I was literally in tears. Very few times can I say I've cried in a sporting for a sporting event. Yeah. And that's the one that I, the latest one I remember, just ball out crying, almost throwing up because <laughs> I, the amount of out excitement. Of yeah, like out of joy. Like I wanted to throw up out of joy. Like I was ball out crying. My mom and dad couldn't stop, get me to stop. Like, and I was like, you got to realize I'm 26. I was 22. I'm a grown ass man. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I wasn't yeah. a 10 year old crying. I was a grown ass man crying for it. And it's just like, that's the magic of the World Cup. Any that motto that you hear at the NFL, any given Sunday, it's any given game. Like any game could be any. You saw it today with Argentina and Saudi Arabia. Anytime you step on that pitch, right. you're an even field, right. and it could be your day that day. And in Saudi Arabia, they will remember that game forever. So actually, it's Quite now literally forever. It's that is now, their Algeria U.S. So now it's at, like officially 100%. a national yeah. holiday. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah it's tomorrow. An official, it's an official national holiday. Well, and now. they. I think in the future, this will be... Oh, jeez. Oh, wow. wow. You missed it. Uh, In the future, I think they'll make today the holiday. But they gave everyone off tomorrow to just let them party tonight, which is so so legendary. That's That's what you need. (laughs) Commit commit to your teams, man. Like, all the way. I think I mentioned this a little bit on the show yesterday, but it is just so weird to me how, how important this is to how many people and how little time these teams get together. Yep. Oh, it's like, crazy. You, you think about like the Olympics, right? That's a once every four year event. Those athletes train year round, year yes. round Year-year-round. for that one chance, you know, and I guess it's a little bit different for like the hockey teams and the basketball teams right. and probably a couple other team sports that I'm not thinking of. But it is so crazy to me. Like, I almost feel like there should be the whole year off of club football, like leading into the World <laughs> Cup, just to like let these teams practice and be at their best. 
And it, I mean, it just makes for more craziness, more unpredictability, like uh, like the Argentina game today. Yeah. It's uh, that's the beauty of it all. It really I is am like very cautiously excited about that result. <laughs> the butterflies I felt yesterday were kind of a reminder of like, wow, yeah, this uh, this matters a lot. This is really important. Um, all right, well, thank you, fellas. Um, <coughs> big shout out to our sponsors at DraftKings Sportsbook, where you can bet on all these games. Today, Saudi Arabia was either 2,500 or 2,200 underdogs. U.S. plus 500 to beat England. You like that? Um, I wonder what a tie was for Mexico today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was probably like a plus 100. It's it a lot like of really plus common. value. It's a lot yeah. of plus value. The dogs are starting to come out today. I'm feeling good about dogs it. Are starting to bark. Exactly. Dogs are starting to bark in <laughs> honor of Tyler Adams, Captain America, the true Captain America. Um, <laughs> yes, I'm and, <laughs> and right now, new users on DraftKings. Can bet any NBA money line, bet $5 on a pregame money line to win up to $150 in free bets. If you do, that's on top of all the other amazing boosts they have. It's a great way to start up your account, get in on some World Cup futures, all sorts of great action. Download the app now and sign up with code DNVR. Place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code DMVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And we should also mention our good friends at Game Time, a true game changer of a sponsor for us. Right now, it's beyond sports equinox season. Everything's going on but baseball. And you can find tickets to all these great games, great last-minute deals on game time, apps easy to use, customer care, elite. Um, and, yeah, it's uh, just a great time to take advantage of game time right now and all their amazing deals. Go to... If the you link love DMVR, link in the description. <laughs> And join over the 50 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. All right. Yesterday, we reacted. We were in the bar. It was epic. Cole Bassett was on the post game with us. That was fantastic. Some really great insights on, you know, being at Greg Berhalter and uh, the camps for U.S. men's national team. A day later, being able to kind of digest it all. How are we feeling about that tie that felt more like a loss than maybe your most conventional ties to Wales yesterday, Mitch? You know, to me, it's it's ties are ties when you're ahead first, when you're the first goal scoring team and you you lose the lead. That's that's yeah. when it feels like a loss. Ties when you come from behind can feel like a win or you right. save a penalty yeah. right, or something <clears throat> like that. Right. Like those can feel like a win. A day later, I'm happy that it wasn't a loss. I'm glad that there were points on the board. Uh, and, you know, a loss, you're almost guaranteed to miss mm -hmm. the knockout stages, right? A draw against a good team like Wales, well, a team with star power like Gareth Bale and, you know, potential to be very good. you got to be happy with it. And I am happy with it. And I'm ready for England, right? I'm trying to savor this moment. There's only You're only guaranteed three games and that's it. And I want to make sure that I enjoy those. Whether or not I'm satisfied with the result of one individual game, there's the moment and there's this team and you remember this squad is like this young squad 
who you know might not have a ton of expectations but has a ton of talent and it's just exciting to be able to sit there and watch it and and you know be able to do our coverage too i think that's what i'm gonna obviously remember more than any of that is us and on these couches watching the game live with people in the comments having fun and and being able to view the bar from up above and see the fans reactions and and I think whatever negative feelings of blowing that lead existed in the moment, I think for me at least are pretty much gone. So I feel the opposite. Okay. Uh, and I, you Love made a really it. good case for Love how it. I should feel. You made a really good case for how I should feel, but I don't. Um, I can't stop thinking about how unnecessary that penalty was. Oh, for sure. And, you know, really you don't really does. see like that many replays or anything during the game, and you're kind of locked in and you're thinking about the next play. And now that I've seen it 300 times on my timeline, I'm just like, what were you doing? He's not even facing the goal. Like, it's such an unnecessary penalty. And now you just end up in this place where you're doing all the math, right? And if they had three points right now, you just wouldn't be doing math. You'd be like, okay, so you lose to England. Who cares? Uh, all you got to do is, you know, draw or beat Iran right. in the last game, and you're probably going through. Yep. Now I'm like doing all these math scenarios. I'm like, all right, what's the best thing that can happen for us for Wales, Iran, and going through all these different you know places yeah. where it's just like, ah oh, man, if you just don't tackle him dangerously like that and take that risk with his back to the goal, then I just don't have to do all this calculating that I'm doing. Yeah, and to me, they brought that on. It's I just hate that second half. I hate how they let off the gas. I really think it was the more I think about it and look back, the more it feels like fatigue. Mm. Um, I, I think we we maybe underestimated that these guys, not not a ton of the starters are getting regular minutes. No. So we're in midseason form with a squad that has to get into midseason form a little bit. You yeah. know who plays regular minutes with, for their club? Yeah, Tyler Adams. And? Brandon Aronson. <laughs> I think the biggest thing The Prem is, guys get regular yeah, minutes. The Prem yeah. guys, really. the Prem guys are a, getting regular Reem, minutes. Prem, A-Rob, all those guys. Pulisic's yeah. struggling to find minutes at Chelsea. Yeah, that's true. Pulisic but is the exception. He's like a Fugazi Prem guy. He's not a real one. Mm. <laughs> he's a U.S. men's national. U.S. M.N.T. guy like, only. Yeah, like he's kind of like just moonlighting as a player. Yeah, guy. Right. Oh, I love this. <laughs> what a oh take. I um, love this. He's more of a championship guy, but all we'll right, talk about that right, later. All right. um, I think to me, it feels a lot more like it. the team itself, I feel good about. The vibes to me are high because they played well. To me, where really like you start feeling like really bad about it is like the tactical side of it. Yeah. I feel like Greg Berghalter got outcoached in that second half, and it makes you worry a little bit. If, if you saw that his his subs were not what it should be, they didn't make an impact like they should have. Uh, you barely saw Yedlin out there, which you, you kind of wanted. You thought that speed was going to be a quick impact. But I just it feels the team itself, the players, and how they performed out there, it feels good. Like I don't have a problem with the actual squad. It's more like I feel like Greg Berghalter has to, like, now it's his turn to turn it up a notch and be like, now it's, what do I have to do to get this team going and to hit that next level and able to, uh, so they can beat England, so they can go out of that group. Mitch, were you a little concerned with the mass substitutions all at once? That, to me, sometimes signals yeah. the coach doesn't exactly know. Like, we're just to throwing me, stuff at the wall, you know? No, to me, especially if, if what you saw was fatigue, I don't mind three fresh legs coming in, especially three fresh legs that I thought fit what you needed, right? 
you get Acosta in there, you get the big body Haji right up top. Uh, I don't know. I, I, you know, I just, I think Burhalter is probably the weakest part of this team, besides maybe the backline depth. Jordan Morrison's up there too. Yeah, but you know, I mean, he <laughs> did feature, but only for a couple minutes. But he's not like a key piece to this, right? Uh, I don't know. I, generally speaking, am against three subs at a time. But I do think yesterday it was appropriate, especially if the decline in play that we saw was directly related to fitness. It's also a lot, we don't talk about it a lot, but it's really hot out there. No, I, like that's what the temperatures. I have no idea, but I know a lot of players are I'll complaining. Yeah. If you look at the yeah. um, their practice facility, they have like big fans that they have to run at every like two minutes because they just can't stand the heat. Well, and, and I just think of like Argentina's letdown today, you know, like how much of that is stamina based and yeah, like a lot of it is like a lot of it is like the heat, heat does take a lot right. of uh, oxygen and it also takes a lot of your like, so it's 10 PM right now there, which is the same time us was yeah. playing. Yeah. It's only 73. Um, and for Friday around the same time, it's 77. So not too bad, not too bad, but I'm sure it's humid. That's another thing. Maybe. But also, like, know, how much... Not. Well, it's a desert. It's, yeah, it's, like, so the opposite. Yeah. But, how, but how much can you train mm. unless you're only training at night? How off is your sleep schedule already being on the other side of the world? Yep. You know, there's all these tiny little factors that's impossible for us as, as you know, guys on the couch talking about it yeah. to really understand what it does to your body when it's time to perform at the absolute peak you need it to. This, you know, this is the opportunity for half of this roster probably that they may ever have. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and what's crazy is, you know, every year or every four years, I should say, there's someone at the World Cup who does something special and builds a whole career off of it. Yeah. Josie Confederations Cup comes to mind that we already played. Yeah. Mr. Yep. Rodriguez in 2014. I was going to say, yep. Huh? Yep. I mean, Alexis Sanchez, a yep. couple times this Chile, took his game to, like, yeah, and the he... next, next level that maybe never quite reached. Ochoa and the things he's done. I mean, dude, Ochoa, twenty fourteen Ochoa, incredible. Peak Ochoa, incredible. I mean, Tim Howard in the moments. I mean, some of those performances that we've Belgium seen game from was, Tim. Uh, yeah, record uh, record saves again in that loss against Belgium. Yeah, just magical. I'm um, scared of Tyler playing too well. Yeah, <laughs> you should be. I that, have, is, that is the one what fear. That is the fear at the World Cup. I have a but he is like on a five-year like contract, yeah. so someone would have to really give us the bag. But oh, still. dude, they will though. That's the I thing. know. That's, that's that's what the scares concern. me. <laughs> this is not like that's any other the sports concern. around the world. Like if they want him, they they'll have him. I know. I hate it. Yeah, that's uh. Can we interest anyone in a Cristiano tough. Ronaldo available? Right, right. Uh, I already hit yeah. up Colorado Rapids. Yeah. I already met Colorado Let's go. Rapids people, and I'm like, yo, like, if there's something we can work out with the DNVR, I mean, kind of like Tim Howard did. Like, can we do a Tim Howard deal with Cristiano Ronaldo? Oh, like we give him an NIL deal, right, and, right. And, like just something like <laughs> like that we can get him in. Like we need Ronaldo. We need Mitch like and this. I were in PR's ear, so you know we're, we've put in the good word for <laughs> for the Pids <laughs> transfer. Um, Without taking up too much time, what is gonna happen? with him any guesses i think he's pick a, pick a knockout team from the champions league stage right. eliminate the big ones right so you're left with the benficas the napoli is although napoli is a big club but not on the level of some of these clubs most likely it's it's benfica or just absolute bag grab in the mls okay uh, yeah i mean he's I'm trying to break records in champions league i don't know if he'll be home? able to Wow. I don't know if he'll MLS be able to. MLS would be kind of a smart move for him. In my Galaxy, opinion. I think, would be the one to give it. Yeah, and then it comes down to, like, literally Miami, Atlanta, Miami, the two Los LA Angeles. teams. 
New York. I don't think he can go to Atlanta. I mean, oh, Atlanta's a huge market. And he CR, gets it's the new Hollywood. Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, yeah, Colorado Rapids, CR, CR. Crack the code, baby. Let's yeah, go. He, he, he rocks the CR well, hats. Honestly, I don't know that. the rumor mill for years has been that David Beckham's in charge of Inter Miami. Yeah. He has already talked sense. to my, yeah. he's already talked to Cristiano and he's already talked to Messi that they both both They're in trouble. The like, annual Messi they're in financial yeah. rumor for trouble, the last five though. years. Exactly. I'm saying it's been a rumor for a long time that they want both players. Like Messi's Miami's cooked. in big financial troubles, the thing. They're in quote unquote financial problems. I mean, they're like they have the money. They they're in like cap have jail. The, is exactly, what I'm saying. they're yeah. in cap jail. Okay. They have all the money, but they just don't have for faking DPS to demonstrate. Right, that. right. No reason. Final <laughs> thing on uh, the U.S. game. Why it's disappointing to me is such a young group that's really been put together a little last minute. Um, they haven't had a ton of momentum to play with each other. God, a win would have made such a difference. Yeah. A win just for the confidence, the vibes, and they, they had it. They had it there. I wouldn't say, like, oh, they got robbed or anything. I thought the second half they let Wales right back in it. And when you do that, expect to get tied up when you let an opponent go back Well, now it's interesting in it. playing England, right? Because England is always a victim of their own expectations, right? And now you, you're not riding a high into that game. And almost the shoe is now on the other foot, yep. right? Like almost now it's the U.S. who Has who the might have yes. to go up against the expectations, which is usually where England fails is because there's just too much pressure from every single angle. Right. And all of a sudden, U.S. blows a game in, you know, after the 80th minute, and now it's it's result or bust. Yep. And the I want to see this that, team though, is by dog. scoring early. Yeah. Yeah, Score that'd be early nice. and make them sh just sweat and shiver. Goals change games, man. Goals yeah. change games, no doubt about it. They change games, they change teams, they change momentum. Tournaments. Uh, they change tournaments. So, yeah, getting up ahead would be huge. And I want to see this team as a dog. I want to see this youth and speed and athleticism and ability to play without the ball as an underdog against a team like England. If I'm England, I'm terrified of Tyler Adams. I mean, honestly, he is. Arr, arr, arr. I'm afraid I'm gonna get bit by Tyler Adams yeah. if I play captain of the all dog he, tournament yeah. team, dude. And now that he didn't get carded in the last game, he doesn't have to uh, like worry about you know yeah, that, that's accumulation. A big that one. One. He is going to be playing Green with card. his hair on Green fire. Light. He's going to be running into people and causing dust ups, and it's gonna yep. be epic. It's gonna be amazing. Um, also epic. Before we get right back into this England game, because now. It's an epic game for really all the marbles. You can't screw this one up. You at least need a point. Do we'll you? get into it. We'll Let's get into it. it. Yes. We'll get into it. But also epic. The Breckenridge Brewery collab with Never Summer to release their newest fun slinger lager. It's light. It's crushable. Perfect after a day on the slopes or after a day of watching football, soccer, whatever. Whatever's your jam um, at the DMVR bar. Never Summer snowboarding is based right here in Colorado, so you can't go wrong with the beer or the boards. Check out the beer locator at breckbrew.com to find a fun slinger near you. You want to check this one out, one of my favorite beers from Breck um, that they've released. Let's go right into that question, Ryan. Um, do they do they need <coughs> points in this one? Like I said, because of that stupid challenge, I've been doing calculations in my head for the <laughs> last 24 hours, and they really don't. Now... If they were to get a point, it would be massive. Um, Very big. Then all you really need to do is take care of business against Iran and have England take care of business against Wales. Um, 
If they weren't, though, it basically just comes down to how much did Wales beat Iran by. And for what it's worth, uh, expected goal did not have England as blowing out Iran as much as they really did. Uh-huh. So just to say, like, it's not just going to be a goal fest for anyone who right. goes up against right. them. Um, so what I'm thinking is the best case scenario for U.S., if they were not to get a point, is like a 1-0 Wales win over Iran. Mm. And then it just comes down to can you get two against them? So it's not – you need a point in the sense that it's the World Cup. You need point any time you step on the pitch. But it's not a must point or else your hopes are dire. It makes me wonder what the percentage of teams with one point through two matches advancing out of the group is. That, that scares me. I think that 2010 squad, for example, falls in that category. Right? I believe so, yeah. That's why Tunisia is so big. You're sitting on a point. You need all three in that final game. Algeria. Algeria. Sorry. Yeah. I did the same thing earlier. Yeah, yeah, at least how Tunisia play. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, the the other thing is, uh, I mean, the, you're really counting on England taking care of Wales. Is that so much to count on? What scares me is they're already at six points. Last game of the tournament yes. kind of means nothing all of a sudden. Yes, but at the, yeah, I mean, it's uh, also scary because they just look over and it's like, oh, I know this guy. Like, there's no need to like murder them. Maybe. I mean, it is like a big brother, little brother situation. Uh-huh. Yeah, like England. I mean, maybe just off of like they ki- they wouldn't be able to handle the fact that they lost to Wales in the World Cup, like the the chirping that they would be getting from but I their neighbors. I just don't think England cares about Wales that much, honestly. I just don't think England really like England is way way better than Wales. I just think England is trying to take care of business against the U.S. Yeah, but going to have U.S. be like a whatever. CU is like, way better than CSU. I never want them to beat us. I wouldn't even care if it was meaningless because then they get to chirp us. The chirps are the I worst. Saying, yeah. I thought you were going to admit that they do sometimes oh, beat you. Oh, and they do, of course. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I will say I think the best case scenario is a, a very slim margin of victory for Wales. Um, and then, for the same thing, you get you get a uh, Iran squad that is completely out of it. They have no shot. They're cooked. They're dead. And right, you know, right. of course, those those are going to be. That's a prideful country yeah. that's going to have pride in that game. But their sometimes hopes and playing with house been, money is the scariest. Talent level with big disparity between big disparity. Yeah. And let me tell you, on Friday, you are the biggest, biggest Iran fans ever. Because yeah. if Iran could tie up Wales, that would be huge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like if you could go into match day three. Tied with Wales at two points with them facing England and you facing Iran. Cool. Yeah, that's now we're actually, talking. Now that I'm might down. Be what you're rooting for. for the you think part. tie is the best? Or I mean, I'll take an Iran win, but you know. Well, no, because then that complicates things a little bit yeah, too. You know. Yeah. I mean, at least then you control your own destiny. It's just you and them. Yep. If you win, you're right. on. And how bad they lost draw, to dude. England really helps on the goal Well, no, because if you were to draw, you would have to, depending on what happens with England. But if you were to draw, Iran would go ahead. It might be 3 3. And what's the next tiebreaker after that? Goal differential? So goal differential? You, so you'd probably it's be in head to head. Gosh, I don't know what the third I would one have would to go be. through. I would, oh, it'd probably be goals. <laughs> Goals That's four brutal. would probably be third. That's total, like, brutal. goals scored total. 
for but your goal club. differential is, is going to kill them. Yeah. You're on. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That first loss. It's going to be tough. Looms yeah. large. Um, so uh, there's so this is what I mean. It's just so many scenarios. We wouldn't have to do this if they don't give up it's, that penalty. It's the so why yeah, man, you obsess over it. You like literally obsess over every yesterday little thing, and you just don't pay attention to your squad. You pay attention to everybody that plays in your group, yep. and then you pay attention to whoever your group is matched for for the next round. Because if you want it, you also want the favorable matchup, and you're rooting for certain teams to advance yep. or certain teams to get first or second, so you can have the favorable matchup. Yep. So at this point, it just becomes. You have to be Rain Man. You have to like make all these calculations no. on the fly, <laughs> and yeah. you got to make sure that you know where you're looking. Like you got to make sure what you're rooting for. Because I'm, I, if I was the U.S. fan, I'm rooting for a, a Wales tie against Iran, Iran, and a U.S. and a U.S. tie, and then you're golden. You're literally almost guaranteed a spot to the against next round. England. That, yeah, I mean, yeah. you're in a good spot. Uh, uh, Wait, uh, what would you be golden? Oh, uh, either uh, you get a draw with England, and uh, Iran and Wales get a tie. That would be your like ideal scenario that's very possible and then the one that you really really want is the draw and then it, a u.s win and then you're almost guaranteed a spot into the next round right in the next right round. right yeah, yeah. If you, i mean you know this was a, co- a topic of conversation in the slack this morning what really is the u.s's chances of winning this game we know based on the Man. odds it's 63 percent you're the big, you're the biggest anglo against them mitch yeah, how do you feel that. about the u.s's Realistic chances. They're plus 500 to win it. Sure. So that's five to one. Look, what's terrible. like a five Look, to one any... football spread? Like um, 10 point dogs? Something like that. Yeah. Look, here's the thing. Here's yeah. the thing with this. It's really not that much to overcome. Oh, this, no, this U.S. team is unlike any I U.S. team we've have seen. Done it. Because this U.S. team features players playing regular Champions League minutes, top five league minutes. There is such a higher. F- floor for a lot of these guys that we've never seen before yeah, right? yeah, if yeah. you if you told me 10 years ago 12 years ago whatever for the you know around that landon donovan clint dempsey era you need to play so far over your head to have a decent result That's against exactly a team right. like england this yep. time yeah look you're not supposed to be favored against england england is you know right. on paper and and they and you look at their depth chart one of the best teams in the world and right no but, doubt you have, you know, Pulisic at Chelsea. You have McKinney at Juve. You have Premier League guys, Bundesliga guys. You have guys, you know, Dest at AC Milan. It's like, I could, there is so many scenarios I see where you have these guys who have played on the biggest club stages come through and have a good performance against England. Right. Being disappointed you tied against Wales is very emblematic of where that roster talent is. Correct. Correct. Because Wales, mere eight years ago, last World Cup was a team, you know, you you can face without fear, but you shouldn't, you're not expecting to be like outright better then. Well, you're hoping I, a few <clears throat> things go your way. And, and, you know, you just look at, you know, the, obviously the ones I'm most familiar with, but like Tyler and Brendan and Christian Pulisic, like, I think that all of those guys look at the players who are playing for England and say like, oh, I've had good games against those guys. 
A lot of, you know a lot of really, teammates, also, yeah. A lot of it just comes down to, I've said this before, the U.S. is really young, which kind of also makes them a little dumb. They have that why not us mentality. Yeah. And how like you said, they've already faced a lot of these guys. They're like, oh, I know how to like yeah. attack this. I know how to defend this guy. Right. Oh, right. I know how to get past this guy. Yeah. And There's it makes a, it so much easier. You're like, oh, I've done this multiple times. Why can't I do it with this squad? Just because I have a different uniform on. Why can't I do it again? Totally. Right. And that's what's really, that's what's in the U.S. advantage. That they just really are like, oh, why not? Like, they have that mentality. The guy said they're young and dumb. They have that believe mentality from Ted Lasso. Like, oh, totally. And, and, you know, you look at even the most recent World sure. Cup they're in, if they were playing, because it was 2010, I guess, they played England, right? Um, and they drew. Yeah, that's right. That is, I believe that was the 2010 yeah, group yeah, stage. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was um, just looking at this. And you look like those guys were looking across at the players they were playing and, like, it's like, oh, those are the guys I watch on the weekends. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, there's a couple players on that team that are playing over there with them. But even then, I don't even know if that was when Donovan and Dempsey were across. Like, they were still playing in the MLS, I think, at that time. So those guys were looking at the players for England being like, these are my favorite players. You know what I yeah. mean? Because, like, even yesterday, listening to um, Cole talk about, like, how he's, like, watched Tyler play for Leeds. It's like this is what these guys do on the weekends is they watch the Premier League, totally. especially now that right. the season's right. over. Yeah. So th it's different now. Like those are those guys' opponents, not opponents their heroes. And teammates. Like they know these guys. Yeah. They know their practice habits. Mm -hmm. They know their tendencies. Oh yeah. Um there's yeah, they've no, had scouting reports. There's against no them secrets going between these Saturday. two teams this weekend. Um it's true. I mean, by far best chance the US has ever had to take down a world power on such a big stage. Right. Could you imagine? Go back to that Spain game. We, yeah. we were but they had no earlier. chance in that Spain game. That's no, why none. a 3-2 win none. was you know, was so mind-blowing. Not because Spain lost, although like Yaya said, they were on such a winning streak. It was because it was the U.S. That was a fever I, dream. I changed my Thanksgiving plans to be here at the bar for that game. So I hope we Let's get go. that result. It's going to be amazing. I really do think... I think it's just going to take a little bit of creativity from Burhalter, not even the players. That scares me more than anything. Needs, it's, I think this game's going to rely a lot on Burhalter, not just because I think the tactics that he uses on this, whether he wants to play a heavy counter with all that speed the U.S. has, or if he really wants to focus on possession, is really going to dictate how England is going to be able to play against you. Uh, like you want Adams to be able to like be that pivot, but you really want to push him up so far right, that if England right, comes right, in its right. counterattack, he's gonna have to run almost ha more than half the length of the pitch in order to b stop a Harry Kane. In order to stop, oh my God, that was almost <laughs> all of the goal <laughs> of the tournament from yeah, Shiro. be able to stop Osaka, be able to stop all these like very agile, quick players that England also possesses in the attack with like Sterling and all that. You want Adam, it's all going to come down on Burhalter and how he decides to play his key players and what position he decides to put them in. Yeah. 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 I'm, uh, and why can't we ever get depth. a good coach? Well, Honestly, look, it's tough. I think it's, you know, there's, there's, we're living out Klinsman's vision. Yeah. Basically, like everything yeah. you were That's saying, Mitch was terrible. like, I swear this was like, there are quotes of Klinsman saying like, this is what we want to be. This is who we want. We want to be young and we want to play champions league, regular minutes and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Look, this team. And, and I think Alexi Lawless leading up to the cup has had a lot of good points. The, National team on any stage is not like a meritocracy, right? It's not like, you know, there are guys that get not allowed onto the team. There are coaches that don't get the job, not necessarily because they're not the most qualified or the best, but because it's about building a culture and building a fit where people want to play together and play for each other and represent that badge, right? Right. Um, 
is Burhalter the best? I, you know, I probably wouldn't put him as my number one option for the coach of the men's national team. But that yeah. being said, this team clearly has a culture and a chemistry that a lot of national teams that the U.S. has fielded hasn't had before. Like, these guys clearly play together, like playing with each other. Um, and you have to at least credit some of that to Burhalter, right? You can't give none of that to Burhalter. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if everyone just hates their national team coach. Yeah, pretty much. I know Mexico does. <laughs> I think, I, I think that national team common. coaches might have an impossible job. And the ones that look good just have the best players. And the ones that don't, you know, are underdogs who weren't able to get it done because they have no time together. You'll never make anybody happy because countries are so flushed with talent, the top tier countries. Even the U.S. is flushed with, with talent that if you leave anybody off, it's going to be a, an instant debate of why not him, why over them. Right. One bad move is going to immediately turn into like, see, this is why he shouldn't be doing it. Like yesterday, I was already ready to fire Burhalter because Reyna didn't come in. Yeah. And that was my big, but like there was people out there that were like, "Oh, Morris is the right, the right guy for the sure, spot." Sure, sure. Who thinks that? That's insane. <laughs> it's a lot of Seattle, <laughs> but, yeah, but exactly. you're right yeah. that it's like probably the outside of like public officials, it's the job most people in the world think like, "Oh, I could have done better than that." Oh, definitely. And yeah. then the few managers I've had who have been really good with the national team are like literally my idols, you know. So you're either like a guy who is mm -hmm. a bum and shouldn't ever be hired by anyone else or you're a legend. Am I crazy though for thinking like the United States men's national team should be able to get one of the best coaches in the world to coach them just because of the opportunity it presents? Could be an edge you have, yeah. Like not only just what the United States is as a country, but mostly just like the opportunity presented to a legend in, in the football world to come here and make the United States one of the better teams in, in the world and what that means. Like but, you would become a legend. Right, but do you, is Antonio Conte or Jose Mourinho coming into a U.S. camp going to – are those players going to respond? respond? Are I they going to buy think in? So. It's not as simple as that. Those coaches wear out clubs that have the greatest players on the planet. They wear out their welcome. Imagine trying to coach a bunch of 24-year-old Americans. Is Jose Mourinho going to come in and do that? Maybe, but maybe not, right? And that's part, that's part of the math. That's why Klinsman was such a risk and such a out-of-the-norm pick for this men's national team. I think they should have kept, kept it going a little longer, but... I understand the Burhalters, the arenas, the guys like that, because there is a cultural aspect of it that you have to create the buy-in. And also, it's a double-edged sword. Just how you get all the praise, you'll also get all the hate. If, yeah, you're, if sure. you're labeled as the, as the savior of the national team, as the coach. But there's no pressure in the United States is kind of what I mean. That's, it's kind but, of a free job sure, where if sure. you fail, everyone else has too. Exactly. But when you bring a big name, that's where the pressure right. comes in. Because then it's right. the name. It's the savior. It's the guy that's going to get us there. And if that guy doesn't get you there, that's where immediately your reputation goes down. And it's like, what happened? You had all the talent. And now if the, like, the U.S. gets on that too, now you don't just got Europe that's complaining about you because you messed up their club team. You also yeah. now have the U.S. complaining because right. you messed up their national right. team. <coughs> Fair enough. And I, I mean, just don't think, that, I don't think that there's that downside that exists for that coach. Whereas, you know, they can just come in and if they work their magic, then now they're a multinational legend wherever they came from and now here and everyone loves them and they're making shirts of them and putting up murals yeah, of them. that's true. Whereas if you fail, it's just like, yeah, I 
couldn't get the U.S. men's national team to right. prominence. No uh, one ever expected now me see, to. Now, see, the other problem with that is you're not always going to get a Jose Mourinho, Conte. I don't know why I keep going to those two, but you're not going to get those guys to want to grind out a under-21 strategy like how are they going to build up the under 21 program how are they going to like it's a bigger job than just showing up for the gold cup and the world cup and a lot of those big name coaches aren't necessarily interested right it's like college football and you could get a great coach but does they want do they want to recruit exactly and it's also like mexico had this happen with tata martino tata martino was a highly regarded coach yeah like he did great things with chile like he literally got him to uh copa americas he went uh he also helped barcelona kind of like reestablish, kind of like stabilize them yeah yeah uh he did a lot of good things and now mexican fans can't stand the name tata <laughs> but yeah. i also think there's something there's a big difference between someone who's a great club coach and a great country yeah, coach but he sure. proved True. to be a, a, a great country coach with chile with chile yeah, yeah that's the I mean, thing like he just like it didn't work out and now he's like the most despised man of all Mexico. china threw money at Marcello Lippi who won the 06 World Cup insanely successful at the club level um, and you know it didn't quite work out I mean I can't imagine being at the club level should, should be saying manager not coach um, and being good and good you one. know you're with those guys 24-7 yep. and you have your hands on everything they do and what they right. eat and when right. they practice and then all of a sudden you're asked to like take this team and it's like yeah you can have a couple of the guys for the team for a week at this time, but then you got to right. send them All back. Right. Like, and then, oh, by the way, you have a week lead up to the World Cup where you can actually practice with the whole team. It's insane. It's a whole different deal. Um, it's almost so, like motivating and just being like a leader is more important than anything you can right. do tactics wise. Right. Yeah. I mean, you got to kind of steer the ship. Like yeah, Ted Lasso the, might be actually the move. Right. right. And the grind yeah. isn't with your top eleven. That's not where the grind comes in for a national coach, yeah. right? It is the vibes with the national coach. Because, you only, like you said, you're going to play, what, 10 to 15 competitive matches a year? And not even with the actual team that's Correct. going to be playing in the World right. Cup. Correct. Because right. Right. half of those guys might not even be there. Yeah. Well, and that's what Mancini did for Italy in the Euros was he said this squad is like 50 guys. Like anyone who's ever practiced with us is part of this squad. We're reliant on all of you, like trying to expand that squad feeling of we're all in it together. So we'll be following every step of the way. Thank you for listening, guys. Thank you for doing this. Always a pleasure talking some footy together. Uh, tune in uh, next week. And come by Friday baby. and get come here early. Friday. Yeah. And all let's timer. have a party. All time.